0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gotham City. I'm your host, Levi Rosman. This is a podcast where I talk to people who live in the chess world on the 64 squares and beyond them. For this episode, my guest is Michelle Caray. She has a YouTube channel with over 2 million subscribers, and she is the host of the series Challenge Accepted, where she learns how to do certain things or uh, live the life of certain professionals uh, within 30 days and then completes a final challenge. It's an unbelievable series. Do check it out. Uh, And... A couple of topics in this episode she has actually already succeeded in because we filmed this a couple of weeks ago uh but you'll recognize those uh as they come along so i hope you enjoy okay we're live how are you
1: hi levy coach rosman it's so good to see you no no no
0: it no just just levy um that's totally fine (laughs) um how's uh how's life every time i get I'm not joking, by the way, like I'm starting off with a bang here. Every single time I get upset about the weather in New York, I look at Los Angeles weather. That's what I do. (laughs) Well,
1: it was the most fun having you come visit, by the way. It was, um,
0: um, man, I don't know how y'all do it. 80 degrees every day. Like I've never seen a cloud in your forecast. Like I, Oh, it's (laughs) so frustrating. I mean, do you like, are you out every day? Just doing stuff? What is the, uh,
1: of course. I mean obviously in the past year and a half it's limited what we can do but I'm I'm out there. I'm outside filming. You
0: guys, you guys filming <laughs> or posting workouts and in like gyms and everything I'm I'm always a little envious but hopeful. That's my emotion that one day I will also Are you have to come
1: sp- to LA? I don't yeah. know.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But it's yeah the, the weather certainly makes a compelling case, uh, but everyone about everyone who talks about LA is very it's very much like being in New York. I hate it or I love it. It's, I don't That's meet pe- I don't meet people who are like, "Well, it's good, but you know it's some bad things about it. It's like uh, it's either or. Uh, what if what, what, are, what are you all up to? I'm shocked you found availability and I didn't catch you traveling too somewhere oh my god. filming something ever
1: since you launched this podcast i was like oh my god i want to be on levy's podcast it's So fun! <laughs> i get to hang out with levy for an hour but it's like not a lesson so i'm not stressed out we just get to hang out that sounds really fun um well hi everyone my name is michelle um i have been levy's student <laughs> for pogchamps 3 and it really changed my life i'm not joking for participating in pogchamps 3
0: better or worse
1: it's been a roller coaster, I'll say that.
0: Okay. That's, <laughs> so, you know, it's chess, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Levy, Levy and I met um, when I decided to do a video on, on my channel, immersing myself in the chess world for an intensive period of time. And originally, the goal was to try and win Pog Champs 3. Got to the consolation bracket finals, but I wasn't super satisfied quite yet with that finish. So I decided, you know what, I want to keep going, see if I can hit 1,000. And I think what we originally estimated, the time frame to hit a thousand was like yeah, like a month or two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Girl, it is August, and <laughs> it's still happening. Um, the roller coaster I have experienced trying to hit a thousand in chess, is the most dramatic life event I have taken part in. It has been the highest highs, the lowest lows. I've wanted to set my computer on fire. Mm-hmm. I've I've also wanted to cry tears of joy. And currently, it's a very interesting time that we're recording this podcast at this very moment. I'm currently at 991, Elo.
0: I was going to ask. I went to your chess.com account, and I saw 991, and then I was really confused because you're... Not you're high rated, because you're high-rated. Because you're...
1: Well, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> because, be,
0: because, because I was like, wait, your peak was... 18 days ago but you're playing games but you're playing unrated games that's what it looks like so what is yeah. what is going on are you scared okay, okay I'll, tell,
1: I'll tell you what happened it has been such a roller coaster just uh-huh. getting to 991 that I am terrified <laughs> I know I I know I'm pretty sure all I need is one more game one more positive like outcome rated game against like a
0: 900 yeah you need yeah, yeah, if, yeah. against
1: someone like random online. And I'm so scared, lovey, because I have gotten, I think I previously, I got up to all the way to 985, 985. And I was like, holy cow, let's go. I was on stream, super excited. Oh my God, I'm going to hit a thousand today. We're going to have this huge, crazy celebration. We're going to have like streamers fall from the sky. And I fell all the way back down to the 800s right oh, after that. I was yeah. like, okay, I, got, I, got, I was on a winning streak and it's crazy. Let me tell you, the chess wall and I, we know each other very well and i hate our relationship (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah uh lucy (laughs) lucy had the same like she 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 ended up not playing 10 minute games for a while because she hated the thought of playing for a long time and really dedicating yourself and like losing on time in a winning position or just making a one move blunder after 20 minutes it just makes you like feel like you just totally wasted a bunch of time yeah Uh, And yeah, when you're climbing the ranks particularly early, every game feels like a world championship because it's like all that little point, (laughs) point, it justifies like every bit of work that you put in. And uh, it's it's difficult to break through. And so she ended up just playing three-minute games and spamming three-minute games, like a ton of them. And I remember there was a day she crossed 800 and 900 literally in the same day that's like she would, insane but then but then you go all the way back down to like 790 or like mm-hmm. 820 830 and you're
1: like Aah! oh my yeah. god yeah I, literally um, me i well, i don't know how you chess people do it the it mental to me fortitude
0: too. it happens to me too uh i'm, I'm definitely not the shining example of mental fortitude like a lot of these super grandmasters have really good nerves and um but i will say that yeah it totally happens like I made my, my anonymous account to prepare for my upcoming tournaments, and- have An
1: anonymous account? Everyone's been telling me to get, they're like, why do you only have one account?
0: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I have to, because <laughs> I'm, I'm playing openings that I'm totally planning to play over the board, I'm playing all my lines. So no one knows that I'm gonna play those lines, uh, only me. Uh, and my first like few weeks, I was just killing people, not actually killing people, uh, but I was like 2800, like 2805, 2790. And then all of a sudden, I went down to like 2590. And so, for me, there was always a mental barrier. For a long time, my highest peak rating in Blitz was 2737. And I broke it.
1: 2737. And and then two
0: days later, literally two days later, it took me two years to get past 2737. Two days later, I was 2800. So now I have a mental like note, I will never go below 2700. Anything below 2700, I'm underrated. And before it was like, oh, I'm getting up to that, oh my God, oh my yeah. God, I'm so close. Yeah. And I, for me now, it's it, my highest rating now is 2830. So I got up to 2818 the other day and I lost two games. I got too hype against my opponent after beating him three times in a row and I lost two games and went to sleep, very sad. Um, I get very intimidated against certain opponents. Like I'll, I'll never say who, but there's like certain people I might respect.
1: Me, it's okay. Or, you can say
0: it. Yeah. Well, you're one. I'm you're getting. Th- no
1: one's intimidating against me. You're
0: three and one against me, according to Chess.com, because I've resigned some training games. Uh, but like uh, I, I played a few people who I've corresponded with, for example, or who I've spoken to, and I'll be playing them, and it totally warps the way I play. And when I play really strong. Because what happens on anonymous accounts is if you get high enough, you'll get paired against like, I got paired against like top 10 players in Russia because they're like Whoa. 20, because they're 2,900. And I'm playing them and I'm freaking out because I'm like, the guy's like number five in Russia, number seven in Russia. And it totally changes the way I play. Like I don't see the board the same way. And if I get a good position, I freak out. I just completely, I play 200 points worse immediately. Once I get yeah, the winning position. Or you're
1: like, this is too good to be true. I, I can't believe this is happening there's and, no way I could have figured this out
0: and then you miss something and then you miss a you're a trapped queen in a tactical position or whatever and then and then I'm like oh my god and then I, I play most of my games on my phone so I just want to throw my phone and sometimes it gets thrown sometimes. How
1: do you play on your phone I need my arrows I need my mouse I need like a blanket
0: <laughs> <laughs> stress ball. <sighs> Like... Yeah,
1: I have the whole setup here. Look, l- let me show you. So for the, the audio listeners this won't be helpful, but I have three notebooks here. Oh my god. Three notebooks. These are all notes I've taken during my lessons with you and Anna Kramling and Anna Rudolph. Right here. Right here. Wow. Sicilian Dragon acel- accelerated.
0: That's <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh yeah, the note taking is a is a big part. I've 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 recently started Taking handwritten notes just to try to see if it'll help me. I never thought about it it, because it—it's such a distant connection from what I've always, the way I've always studied. Um, I always handwrote everything in school, but for chess, I never handwrite. It's all I just look, and then it just gets embedded in the brain because I've just you do it so long. Wow, that's
1: really amazing and impressive.
0: Well, <laughs> I, let's put it this way. If you do something for two decades, I feel like, you know, if you can't do that, uh, I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, you know what really blows my mind? Um, chess books are written from white's perspective. So if, you're, if you buy an opening score, like book, for black, it's, in, it's, it's from white's perspective, which doesn't make any sense.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah, and I think it's because that's just how publications standardize the text. But that is really weird because, like, what are you doing? (laughs) So, what you're
1: saying is you're working on a chess book?
0: Oh my God, Uh,
1: yes.
0: Wait, what? Big announcement. Oh, that's the title of this. I'm releasing
1: a chess book.
0: (laughs) I'm not, but yeah. If I was, then I would do it. Well, if you
1: would, I would buy it instantly because I I mean, this is okay, not sponsored by Levy. This is genuine. Mm -hmm. I did your beginner boot camp. And it completely transformed my gameplay from just being able to like know okay a knight moves in an L all the way into understanding openings and whatnot. Again, not sponsored. Go get the course.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I had no idea, and then you showed up and you were like, "I got your bootcamp." I was like, "Oh, thank you." Listen, well, I
1: wanted to study.
0: If, if you read Reddit chess. Uh, will say that I'm a demon and, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you don't need that stuff. And we are living in an age of unparalleled amounts of free content. But what I always say is like, well, that thing that you buy is just, it's a guide that you can always refer to and it's all clean and compact and you don't need to go like look up multiple videos or multiple resources. And if you have the means to support someone who's like content you enjoy, do it. If you don't want to, don't do it, but like, don't,
1: yeah. I, I don't give it the big deal. Like, I found it it's a big actually deal. quite different from your YouTube videos because yeah. um, they were they were structured differently. Like you said, they were they were organized very nicely.
0: I'm very Where's calm.
1: YouTube... <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, very... you know, the YouTube videos are different. That it's like, you know, whatever you're... It's mixed in with your commentary and all that other stuff. That said, I have seen your free video, the London system, like at least 20 times.
0: Yeah, that's I think a I watch it every one. time I play. I after or before you can't watch during. So
1: yes, correct before, yes. not during. Oh my god, I that wouldn't even no.
0: You would waste a lot of time. That's um, that's one of the ways uh, title players cheat. That,
1: yeah, title.
0: Yeah, of course. Players are cheating. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. There's a lot of title players banned on the big websites. They get banned. Um, there's 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 like two ways. I'm not a fair play expert, but there's two ways that title players get caught. Uh, A lot of it is toggling. So they might toggle from the live board to, like, another window. And you can kind of tell, like, in the opening. So they can look up the the, the cutting-edge moves in the beginning of the game that are, like, very critical. And even if they cheat for one or two moves just to remember those two moves, like, that's a big advantage because they might play, like, an ultra-critical move in a position. Um, Another way, and actually I learned this from a Russian... He might be Russian, he might be Ukrainian. He's Russian-speaking, but I think he's from Ukraine. There's a, a program that analyzes games and how they match up to what an engine would play. So it takes all the different engines and analyzes how closely you play to those specific computers so it can be used to show which engine you use to cheat And this Ukrainian guy, like, uncovered that some of the people that were banned, some of these, like, grandmasters, lined up move by move to certain computers. And so they were using that engine to cheat. They weren't using, like, the most common one. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, I don't want to say they were using it to cheat. That is the accusation, and that's the evidence, but I don't know if they actually did it. But that is the, yeah, crazy, right? Whereas for a 900... If like someone at your level cheats, oh, they played top engine move for forty straight moves. They don't do it very intelligently, but title players know it's a lot harder to get caught. So, yeah.
1: Well, this is all beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want nine more points to get to a thousand.
0: <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna retire after that?
1: Am I gonna retire? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. No.
0: no. The you goal st- is
1: the goal is Pog 5. Are you are you kidding?
0: Oh wow! Okay. Dog five.
1: I'm going for it. Yeah.
0: If if the video
1: will come out before then, don't worry. Levy's <laughs> Levy's literally sitting over here like, please release this freaking video. Oh I'm, my god.
0: We'll talk about that in a second. I was gonna say one, if I hit the grandmaster title, I'm never playing a tournament again, ever. I hate I hate playing tournaments. That is
1: tournaments. so, baller. That just, is so baller. No, it's
0: not. Some people would say it's like weak and everything. No, I'm done. Like
1: go home listen anyone who's saying is weak is not a grandmaster <laughs> like 99 of the people who would say it's weak are not grandmasters maybe i don't know if a grandmaster what who cares I you know. get to you get to leave you get to live the rest of your life complete baller grandmaster no one can take that from you it's because true. you're never going to play another game of chess <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> Um, or another tournament, I
0: should say. No, no. Um, I'll, I'll play like blitz and rapid, but I, yeah, long games. I, that that that's that's my plan at least. Um, oh, it's good to hear. I actually thought that if you like hit it finally, you would just be like, you know what, I'm done. We're not doing this anymore. I hate this. And no, so I respect. I, say, I respect it. When
1: I hit a thousand, I have a bottle of champagne waiting for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go crazy for a bit <laughs> and get, you know get really really excited. Um, and you know probably celebrate for a bit of time but mm. i would love to play in another Pog Champs because i feel that the Pog Champs 3 that i played is obviously clearly not reflective of the player i am now yep um in fact even watching back the footage from the video that we're releasing mm-hmm. um it's bizarre to me because i feel like i'm watching a different person entirely top How- to bottom
0: how and we'll talk about chess and then the, the the chess video. But I'm also I also want to know about the process beyond it because it's yeah. a chess it's a chess podcast. When the guest is fully involved in chess, let's put it this way: you were fully involved in chess for several months, and it's a part of your life. But you have a lot more about you to discuss. So I'm <laughs> I'm curious. This chess video specifically. Well, I I don't know how to sugarcoat this question, but do uh do uh understand that I mean it in a nice way? What's taking so long?
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, the tournament of the ended videos...
0: like five months ago right so yeah
1: so most of the videos on my youtube channel already take a while to make there are videos about me um training for something for a really long period of time whether it's training like an olympic figure skater for 60 days and then entering a competition or uh going to marine boot camp of a variety of different professions and lifestyles and so the goal originally with chess was to have PogChamps be the finale to the video. And we just ended there, the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and usually when I have a time frame on a challenge, I can excel pretty quickly because I devote my whole life to it, which I did. I was, you know, training chess several hours a day, taking lessons with you, Anna Kramling, Anna Rudolph. And while I did excel pretty quickly, I still wasn't fully satisfied with my end result. I mean I came in uh second in the the consolation bracket, so I didn't even make it to the championship bracket and I just was sitting there <clears throat> respectfully watching Sardosh, who was just like gaining points constantly and you know goes on to win the entire thing and I was really inspired by that actually I was like you know what? That's the story that I wanted to have in my own chess journey. Why does it have to stop here? Mm-hmm. So then Anna and I reset the goal of hitting a thousand, and I I just didn't think it would take this long. Honestly, it's been quite the roller coaster. I I continued training. I had to take a week off because I was traveling. I went back. I I would gain a ton of points. I hit a huge wall at around eight hundred. Um, so it's just taken a really long time, and the crazy thing is the entire video... It's edited. It's edited, Levy, All we need is the moment of me hitting a thousand.
0: Ah, 45 so you...
1: minute video! It's a really long video, it's wow. actually insane. How many hours we... was it
0: of footage did you have? Did you have like 50 hours of footage? More?
1: Probably more, because it was all lessons. of my streams, all of my lessons, all of our lessons, over the board. We have interviews. Um, We had interviews with several chess streamers that we did in person once everyone was vaccinated. So the video has like scaled indefinitely. And it's a really impressive documentary of this experience, but we really just need this last final moment of me hitting a thousand.
0: Just so you understand, because I want to touch on uh, Sardosh, but I also want to touch on. Uh, I'm very curious about this whole process, and I had questions for you that go beyond chess. Um, so, do, do you know how many combined rapid and blitz games you've played on Chess.com? Do you have like Do uh, you have any idea?
1: Maybe, maybe like eight hundred.
0: So you've played 841 rapid games, but if you add blitz, you've played uh, 971. 971 games. Okay. Is that so, good or
1: bad? Is that a lot? I don't know. Well,
0: do you know how many games Sardosha has played?
1: Probably like 10,000.
0: Yes. <laughs> like literally, he has played. Uh, he has played uh, bullet rat. Well, ra- ra- He has played 5,800 games of rapid chess. 5,800. Um, he's about double your rating so his peak rating yeah. is 1767 uh, right now it's 1639 he plays with like he was a, a, a extended member of the French Olympic chess team or something like the, like all of France basically took him under uh, their what? wing yeah I mean not actually <laughs> but I mean he, he he's extru- he's just completely addicted how many puzzles has he done 7500 puzzles and you've done 2900 I mean yeah. it's you think you were obsessed, and you definitely were. But I'm not sure. I
1: know. I was I'm not, not sure this Sardo man slept. Shumble. I'm not sure he ate. Yeah. I'm
0: not sure. So I'm not sure that what he did was completely healthy. But it shows you, <laughs> you, you, what you, it takes. Yeah, I mean it's kind of nuts. And if you think about it, yeah, I always say I've probably played four hundred thousand games in my life, five hundred thousand games, which people do the math on. Sometimes they're like that means that since he was born, he's been playing a game like every forty minutes. And yeah, because there were times when I was younger, I'd play a hundred games in a day, and just. Wow. Just, I wouldn't even I wouldn't feel it because I'm playing fast games. So that's about that, but I'm curious on the creative side. okay how much did it co- like how much does it cost to make a video like the chess video? like everything. Like, oh do God. you have a
1: So chess is interesting. I don't know if it's a, a full reflection of what a, a video usually costs. In terms of like hard costs to make a video happen, there are three phases. So there's pre-production which mm-hmm. is like the cost of me organizing the event, pulling together crew, um, creating a schedule of milestone events. So in the chess video that would have been like any training session or the final pog champs. Um, there's the cost of production which didn't, you know, really apply in this situation because I was like self filming and you know, filming filming the chess stuff is pretty easy, but you know, when we have people come in like you or botez or hikaru sorry um Your
0: like cameras when, the thing. <laughs>
1: yeah i know when uh when people come in for in-person interviews we we pay a crew for that so there's that and then post-production i would say is the largest expense for this video because there was so much footage i think the video has been worked on for 12 weeks in wow. total by two different people
0: editors right yeah yeah is it the it, has this been the edit, has it been their highest paid project this year considering all the editing
1: well uh they're not they're not paid by project they're paid on salary so we okay. just didn't work on this until wow. it's done wow,
0: wow. um
1: now obviously they've had to like pop off and do other things like right now the video is sort of just on hold waiting for that last piece of footage, but it, it's a lot because whenever we do these videos, not only are we crafting the structure and digging through the footage, but also specifically with chess, we had to sort of teach our editors, this is what I'm learning. These are the skills I'm learning. This is what the London system is. They have to learn it too. So they know what is important to keep in the video.
0: Right. Right. <laughs>
1: So they end up learning a lot too.
0: Yeah, a lot of this chess content creation has made me realize that prior to this, chess has always been like, this is chess, and it's on you to learn it. And now it's like, that's chess, and here's a path to learning it and understanding it. And now you can go over there. Cause it, it always was like you you have uh, you're you're on the a, a little piece of land and there's like something nice over there, but you need to learn to swim. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's like little steps and you can maybe walk across or every now and then you'll have to lunge. But, uh, that's what, that's the hardest thing about making a video for like your audience on YouTube, there will be people that have never played chess and you don't want them to get bored four minutes in there. Like, I don't understand. this.
1: That is the exact struggle. It's you have to find the balance of education and action. So we have to have a balance of like, we teach them enough so they know why me winning this game is so exciting. Um, But also not too much that it's boring and there's still personality and comedy that can be understood without understanding any chess.
0: And what about beyond that? Like, I feel like since the chess idea and video has been conceptualized, you've gone paintballing, you you rock climbed, uh, what else have you released? You cut hair? <laughs> I've been keeping up with your channel, like, much more consistently than before Before I knew you. So, yeah. like, every video, I'm like, oh, no, not the chess video. But I'll watch yeah. it anyway. And, um...
1: I went to Paramedic Academy. That video is yep. coming out, um, top of September.
0: I remember you were, like, recording different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, uh... What state was that? Was it Colorado? Or... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's so much stuff and yeah you your business model for the videos especially the ones that are super intense like that have much more field work um the the main business model would be the like a a major brand deal right like i know some of your videos you worked with um headphones like was it i don't want to say the wrong
1: company (laughs) but but i didn't want to say the
0: wrong one so
1: tack um, we've worked with a lot of brands and I would say like brands, um, definitely make the videos possible on top of AdSense and everything else. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the current business model with merch and other
0: projects coming. So is, is there any, anything we can discuss projects coming or is it still well, work in I progress? Don't,
1: I don't know if I can say yet but i can tell you after
0: okay that's fair that's fair that's fair it's easier than being like oh here it is and then when we finish recording being like actually that part can i please take out samay did but that it's to me really cool okay it's
1: really cool stuff
0: i have some um, too and yeah i can't I it's it's burning me inside because okay, we
1: have to share secrets after yeah
0: okay sounds good uh wait, I, wait, your
1: I, book oh my god i can't believe you're writing a book that's i know crazy.
0: i know yeah i have yeah oh, there, there you go yeah you leak you you conceptualized it and are now leaking it it's like perfect fox news style you know oh i said it so now it's true and now we're going to push this and um, you no know, i in many ways when i announce something to my, to the audience i really enjoy it at this point because i have a, an awesome community of people like on youtube we have a ton of inside jokes and um, they they get really excited so like when i announced my comeback to tournaments they were super hyped they loved the recaps they watched everyone and um, I would love to announce a project and work on it, but there's just some stuff you can't, you can't announce. Yeah, and, and you, you don't want to
1: get people's hopes up for something yep. that ends up not being possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that that there's a couple of things like I wanted to ask you about. You're recently, uh, you've you've posted things like your journey through. I want to, like, I guess, I don't know the way to describe it. There's one umbrella term. You just say like mental health, like personal health and all this stuff. And you've like mentioned how you had to do the ups and downs of feeling like you weren't making, you weren't the best version of yourself, or you weren't making the best content available um, or that you could make, for example, that must be like, I sit here and make chess content. It's not that complicated, but you have to, you have a whole team of people and then you have all these different crazy concepts and ideas and things you want to learn to do. I can, Imagine that takes a pretty massive toll on a person that has to constantly be out there and going and starting activities they know nothing about, right? Like that, Mm -hmm. how how was that for you? And how did you get out of it? Like, I think it's a good story for a lot of people because when you digest and consume your content, it's all the perfectly edited spots. There's downs in the videos, but... You're like a crazy superhuman that learns how to do all this stuff, but I'm, (laughs) I, I understand that you're, you know, you're also a human being. So how, how was that for you? I mean, that whole phase of not, not feeling like you were putting out maybe the best version of yourself or, or what was that kind of phase?
1: Yeah, I think it's been a really revealing and tough year and a half period. That doesn't really need too much explanation. And for me, I had a really interesting path because when, let's say like lockdown started, I was actually sort of on a high. I was on a, I was starring on a TV show on HBO max. I had all of these videos backlogged. So I was like two weeks at home won't be bad. Mm -hmm. And as the months went on, much like everyone experienced, all of those things just started going away and so i feel like i had the benefit of prolonging the low that i experienced that a lot of people experience because we pre-film a lot i mean the videos you know they take three months to film so and, and a while to edit so i had a ton of backlog we were just releasing videos they were doing well um and then as things came on and whatnot what really messed me up was not being able to do the challenges in the way that I wanted them to, my videos are very much centered on fully immersing myself in a community. So that means going to the gym, meeting people, training like them, getting to know them, um, traveling, immersing myself in the world. And as everything sort of kept getting extended, I had to pivot into other things, which was fine, but I really missed that level of community. And I felt like I started losing myself in like a downward mental health spiral, stemming from a a ton of other things. Like it just felt like everything that could go wrong in my life. And a lot of it, I'm not sharing here, obviously, beyond like, oh no, I can't go to the gym and exercise. It was far, like a lot beyond that. Um, It sort of started piling on and I felt like I didn't really find myself again until I got my vaccine. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, you know, I can, I, I feel safer. I can, um, you know, do some things again. And it's really brought this amazing wave of creativity, um, and, and like self-worth and self-value being able to do all of those things again, because I've always been a, a physical person, an athlete. Um, but I don't think I realized not only like how much that it matters to me, but also how much of my identity that is. And when it was taken away, I felt like I didn't have myself anymore. And on top of that, I'm very stubborn about the types of videos that we release on the channel. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think our whole team is, we're very, very stubborn. It's an incredibly non-traditional business model to release one YouTube video a month. Uh, rather than one a day or even one a week. And so when you have all this pressure of like, I don't want to compromise equality, right. but also we need to get videos out, but also we need to take a brand deal um, to, to afford all of these things that we do. It's a lot of pressure and it's very tempting to say, you know what, let's just stop it all and go to daily vlogging but I don't even know what I would do. Like, that's not who I am. <laughs> like it's, I don't even know what I would vlog. Like, I think my life, It. I, I think to other people, it seems really exciting, but to me, it seems kind of standard and boring. <laughs> so I don't even know what I would vlog about. Um, and that's yeah. not the kind of content I want to make. Like, I want to make, like, I want to make um, really impactful, jam packed educational content and inspiring content and, Some of that can be achieved in a a daily vlog, but the truth of the matter is it takes a long time. And fortunately, we've seen it pay off in other ways, you know, like brands or production companies or other businesses or creative partners are more interested in working with us because the content is of a certain caliber. Um, But at the same time, there's a lot of like preciousness and perfectionism attached to it. Like oh, we can't release this video because I don't like the way the sound is mixed or we need to add this in and let's pause this video because we want an interview with Levy in the video. Um, So it all comes with its pluses and minuses. And I definitely recognize that what I'm doing is very, very (laughs) non-traditional.
0: It's true. Yeah, well, that's that's why I asked. uh, It seems crazy to just, have so many hours of footage, and just pick and choose like activities or uh, a skill or the way people train or Yeah, everything small from maybe learning to cut hair to marine boot camp, like it's it's such a massive just range of Yeah, activities. And I what what completely blows my mind, to, to be honest, is how you manage like first of all what exactly is required to put this stuff together uh like it blew me away like at the studio you got just a whole crew like that just is there ready you know them by name and uh they know you and you record stuff and that's just five or six people seven people who specialize in their whole thing then you got i'm sure (laughs) legal team and then but at the end of the day you're the epicenter of it all so like do you just have calls every day where you're checking in on brand deal negotiations or or the (laughs) the compliance of the legality of where you're going to be like recording and like medical insurance and so 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 (laughs) like every day you have to schedule not just the activity and everything so like okay so because i'm sure you you don't see him like you, you would be hands off with things like, okay, someone will just get me my flight and I'll just show up to the airport. Like you want to you kind of take care of your own destiny too. So how do I you I would not- say that
1: like out of all of the parts of the production process, some people really excel in like the filmmaking side or the camera or editing. My strongest suit is definitely in producing. Um, so all the organization, the emailing, the scheduling, crew confirmations, contracts, All of that stuff is where I feel very at home and it's really nice.
0: And you're the lead actor or actress, right? So,
1: (laughs) so I think, yeah, that you, you make a great point that while what people see in the videos is like me doing the activity, they don't know that like. After I've had the worst day playing chess for four hours, losing 150 rating points in one sitting, questioning my whole entire like life purpose, that I have to go straight from that into training for a physical activity or sometimes even um, having a business call or answering emails, that kind of thing. Like Those things are still happening all the time because I'm in front of and behind kind of doing things. I think the craziest story I have of that occurring is in one day, because I'm often training for multiple things at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) Go on.
1: Well, we plan them so it's like, you know, a, a more physical one or a shorter one and a longer one. The craziest day I ever had was, I think the year before last year, I was doing a video where I was training like a NASA astronaut. And so in the morning, I drove out like two hours away to this little airport. We did a zero gravity, not a zero gravity, like a, we did this crazy flight in a fighter pilot Mm -hmm. where I was supposed to experience what astronauts feel when they take off in in the rocket. So like, we were like pulling like six G's, like going upside down in this plane, landed like a totally vomited all over the place. Like it was, it was crazy um and i got back in the car and drove straight from that to a 3 hour ballet training
0: oh my god
1: so i went from like flying upside down in a fighter pilot fighter fighter jet to you know doing arabesques in a ballet studio and then after that go home shower and do emails.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like it's 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 never it's never over. You never know what what hour of the day you check the inbox and there's mm-hmm. a cool offer and you can't you can't keep it waiting like yeah. I'm, I'm like a no emails in the inbox kind of individual. So me it says, too! it's like it has to say zero because that way when it says one, I get excited because otherwise, if it's like 150 <laughs> or 151, I, I'm like, did I miss something important? Mm-hmm. So recently, my email has been stuffed because people started realizing I've been checking my emails when viewers send me funny games. So I started making videos just featuring like one game that like my subscriber played against, you know, so, uh, and they realized that that. so I'm, I'm probably gonna have to find a like an inbox just for that, you know, just for <laughs> games. And uh, so it's been kind of stuffed recently, but yeah, I'm like a, I gotta check every notification, make mm-hmm. sure everything's clean. And um,
1: yeah,
0: I have one person who's my team member basically. And that's my YouTube thumbnail guy. And Dude,
1: he's awesome, though. He
0: is. He is great. He's he is so great. good. <laughs> he, he, makes, he makes art, and it's... and it's. <laughs> I, I've mastered the art of taking a, a, a headshot with my Sony camera, cropping a bigger head, and then adding something stupid on the right or the left side. I can't do anything else, but I'm lucky that I have an audience that if I name a video funny and put a little bit of a dumb thumbnail, they'll still click, and I, I can still give them good content. It's never going to be bad content, but if he like ever takes two days off, or he just moved from Moldova to Amsterdam or not, uh, not Amsterdam, but the city in the Netherlands. Uh, I just, I'm one of these idiots who like, ne- for me, the Netherlands is Amsterdam and I don't know anything else. Um, <laughs> like for some Spain is just Madrid and there's no other, even though Spain is in- incredibly culturally rich and has tons of cities. So I always say Amsterdam and I mean just somewhere in the Netherlands. So he just moved there for college this dude is gonna be starting college and still making mine and Hikaru's thumbnails. I was like, dude, how are you gonna have time Crazy. for this? He's like he's like, I have to, I have to pay rent. Like, how am I? Oh my
1: god. So,
0: yeah, uh, he's the he's the MVP, but it's just him. And recently I started commissioning Daily Dose of Chess, who made some fun funny uh chess clip compilations to manage my second channel where this podcast and my clips are posted. So Oh
1: well, hello to them. <laughs> Daily yeah that guy's, <laughs> that
0: guy's that guy's great. Uh, and But that's it. And I was, I'm always fascinated about the way it works in LA. Like it's a whole ecosystem of creators and production. And I mean, obviously it's really.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, grass is always greener, right? I envy the fact that like your content, you can shoot it. You can edit it, upload it in a day. It's very low, like low ask, low risk, high reward. That's yeah, not I, how it is for me.
0: <laughs> I guess um, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't envy the amount of people you have to manage. Um, but what I do, uh, I'm like fascinated by the content, and I, when I think about it, like I want content that's made like that to be rewarded. So if you oh, were to buy you. a 3 million dollar house, I would not cancel you on Twitter like Hassan. Um, <laughs> oh
1: my god, that was so stupid.
0: Yeah, that was fascinating. So, you know, if you end up buying a a big home, then I'll be like, "Hi, you know, it there you go. The cha- the, the the challenges were accepted and duly rewarded." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah, I I can barely learn to do anything. Um but recently it's been what <laughs> Well, I I I I can't like I don't know the last skill that I learned, you know. Okay. Well, I'm I, not like,
1: a chess master. Okay, I'm actually, not an international master.
0: That actually is a really fascinating thing to think about. What was the last skill that I I guess driving? Driving is the last skill. I, I gotta learn you more stuff, you Michelle. i any
1: of your your like any of the lines you've learned in chess recently for this over the board no, tournament. It's all
0: it's all chess, you know? It's all chess.
1: Well, you've also been going on your your own health and fitness journey. Yeah, that
0: that, that is true. I broke a lot Mm -hmm. of personal records and like mini restrictions and yeah. Uh, That's great. I never deadlifted. I was kind of afraid of squatting because my my lower back, but I like kind of figured out good form. Yeah, I I plateaued at a lot of weights when I was younger and it kind of was intimidating, but now I'm like, sky's the limit. So it's not a skill, but yeah, I guess it's it's a personal barrier.
1: That's amazing. And I, yeah, like, I think that's another thing that makes our content hard is that not only am I like doing the thing or, and also producing it, but also the struggles I show are absolutely real. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm literally going through those things. And also, I think people are often scared to try new things and sometimes for good reason. It's very vulnerable. It's scary. It, it doesn't feel good mentally to be bad at something all the time, and I'm constantly thrusting myself in environments where I'm going to fail. That's really hard.
0: <laughs> yep. I'm not. I played the same board game for 20 years. So when I lose in <laughs> Blitz, I get mad, but it's more because, like, oh, I, I'm supposed to win. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely want to... I don't know. If I'm the kind of person that 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 wants to learn something completely from scratch, but i I, I want to I guess experience many different things, so foods or travel, um, things of that nature. but yeah, as as I find more free time, I guess learning some some new stuff would be good. I want to learn to like cook pretty well. Like for example, I want to know more about wine, but I just don't have the time. <laughs> i I was in the liquor store yesterday. I'm looking at all these wines like i want to buy a kind of expensive wine but i have no idea if this is worth the price (laughs) or anything like you know do you have any friends that like specialize in something we have some friends this guy knows everything about wine and he collects little tape off the cork and like has it in a little book and writes a note on the book i'm like dude what are you like 70 years old this is such an old person activity like i don't know
1: that's wild High class. I know, High right? High class like friendship.
0: He's a... Yeah, and we sit there like, I don't know, $2 Trader Joe's wine tastes <laughs> good.
1: Yeah, right? Oh, my God.
0: So, I don't know. People are interested in so much different stuff that... Um, I just... I'm, like, relatively one-dimensional outside of the chess. There, there was this individual that was talking to me about a potential, like, mini-documentary through chess.com. I might have just leaked, leaked that. Um nothing like in, in, insane nothing for Netflix or anything like that but he's like so what do you do during the day can I like follow you around I was like bro you want to follow me on a bike to the gym that is the most exciting part of my day <laughs> I I do not do that much um how do you you ever you ever find like find that during the day you have zero free time Yeah like, like literally it's like 11 p.m. already and <laughs> You just did the whole day and you're like, what the hell happened?
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the schedule is pretty packed, but also I, Garrett was really good at helping me with this, like implementing, like, we're not working past 530, period. Mm. And that was really hard for me in the beginning, because the first couple of years, you're just like, the video has to come out tomorrow and I'm staying up until it's done. Yep. Um. And you do what it takes, and it's also really exciting, but also it's not sustainable after a certain period of time. So now we have pretty strict work hours, and, uh, you know, that has been really, really helpful. Another thing I did was I used to, like, train on the weekends for my challenges, and now mm-hmm. I've pretty much, I'm, like, no training on the weekends. Like, weekends has to be really completely, yeah.
0: I yeah I, I guess I kind of I kind of echo that I, I like I need to make a video but I, I don't stress sometimes on a Sunday I'll upload some more evergreen stuff so it's not like it has to hit the algorithm and uh, but yeah yeah I I totally agree but, that but you're uploading
1: way more than I am. Like you're putting out it's, far more content.
0: It's hard to find stuff that is interesting. And I'm not gonna lie, I might run out of ideas one day, but I have literally a sticky note right here on this <laughs> monitor of my, of like 20 video ideas. And
1: Okay, that's pretty great. And, I don't think any, I could come up with that many video ideas for chess.
0: How, how do you brainstorm? Do you do like an organized session or like it just comes to you like making food and you just go, oh, what about this idea? And then that's like what happens to me, I'll be like, doing something, I'm like, what about this idea? And then I, the, so the first thing, actually my YouTube process, the first thing I think about is the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Then I get it made. I have like 20 thumbnails I've never used for a good videos. Yeah, so I just paid the my, my guy and um, I'll pick yeah. one every now and then, that's how I do it.
1: That's awesome. We uh, usually think about, like sometimes we'll have organized sessions, sometimes they just like come, but often, I'll sort of start with, obviously the title and thumbnail are- Oh my god, someone is blowing leaves outside. Is that okay? Sorry. Uh, yeah,
0: that's fine, that's fine.
1: Okay, so sometimes I'll start with title thumbnail. I think that's a really good approach, um, that a lot of YouTubers take. Girl! I'm sorry. They're literally- they're literally right here.
0: That's okay. This will be the most exciting, um, <laughs> podcast episode yet there will be a leaf blower for a few minutes okay
1: fantastic okay so usually start with the title and thumbnail um but a lot of times the topics that i explore are requested by Mm -hmm. the community or sometimes they're topical um like for a long time i've we haven't made this video no one take it i'll be really mad i really wanted to make a video on um barbie and like the history of barbie because i feel like there's something really special there that we could explore and challenge accepted and that could be uncovered about you know women in media and you know the dolls that you play with should reflect the life that you want to have for yourself um
0: isn't it like really messed up yeah okay that's what i yeah thought.
1: so like, like most historical <laughs>
0: treatment of women okay makes sense yeah. yes very For good. example,
1: like uh, a video I really wanted to do that we did do was a series where I entered a beauty pageant.
0: Right. And
1: um that was a really amazing experience. So and, and that also was just like I've I've also just wondered like this is a thing that exists. What is it actually like to do it? It seems kind of sketchy. So uncovering things that I think have been ingrained into society, but have a different perspective to offer, I think is really interesting too.
0: I was going to pause there briefly if that continued and offered to uh, just pause recording period, but it seems like it stopped. it's stopped. Like, it's almost like the person with the leaf blower <laughs> knows when you're going to talk. I know. So then they, like, they blow... Pull? That's such also... That's that's such a... That's not a New York thing. Like, here we just have garbage <laughs> all over the street. Like, I, I don't know the last time I've seen a leaf blower. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I actually legitimately don't know. Uh, because <laughs> no one blows leaves here. Like, we... <laughs> we just we just kind of exist and litter on the street. Um, and I did notice that actually shock shockingly um traffic in la was not that bad although we did see many car accidents and it was just it was actually like fascinatingly clean maybe i was cherry picked on the destinations but i was like looking <laughs> around like dude new york's got you all beat on just people throwing <laughs> stuff on the on the ground um well, yeah you're the gr- the grind is uh is fascinating and i I didn't actually know that you you take, like, weekends off and you actually get time to relax. That's that's good, because... Uh, and you, you also have time to go on vacation. Like, mini-vacation, well, right?
1: Yeah, a <laughs> little. I don't know. I, I feel like taking the weekends off ha- was, like, a mandatory. It was just getting to the point where my mind and body were so fried
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I wasn't... It was unproductive work completely
0: oh yeah you are like doing so I'll, I'll catch myself sometimes at 10 45 p.m like as a video is rendering reviewing some lines on my computer because the video is like over here and i'm like what am i doing this yeah. is not good work yeah and yeah you have to um i've even noticed my body will slouch a lot more like i can't stay straight and I'm like like this when I'm recording, oh and, and I'm like, all right, dude, the body's telling me I gotta stop sitting. Like I, I I can't be sitting any longer, so I'll stand up. I haven't yet mounted. I have this mini tripod. I haven't <laughs> ma- I haven't mounted my camera on it because then the standing desk will be able to move. Otherwise, it's just standing there. So, um, so, man, I'm excited for this video, this chess video to come out. I, me I too. Hope it's gonna be I hope it's gonna be. Everything that it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah. Oh, we uh we also had a queen's. Sorry, I'm on camera. We also had a queen's gambit um photo shoot. For oh, it, the for thing. The thumbnail. It, it, th- a thumbnail's good. We took a page out of Levy. Levy thumbnails.
0: <laughs> well, my thumbnails are okay. They're not. Uh, actually, they're they're top of the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to discredit. My, yeah.
1: my, my, you're, my, you're one employee.
0: No, he he he's awesome. I just mean that. Uh, yeah, we we ne- we've never done like photo shoots or anything. I just send him headshots of this camera, and then I'm like, yeah, just just do something with it.
1: Well, we also just wanted to do it because it was fun. I'll, I'm gonna send you the thumbnail. I want you to see. It.
0: Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, this is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. I love drop dropping in stuff like that, and then the audience is sitting there like, what? Do we want to see. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> you have to be friends with the the podcast and the yeah. Uh, <laughs> The host and the guest um i al- always noticed that you are posting cooking stories on instagram mm-hmm. always uh always making food <laughs> do you have like a inspirational chef or how did you how did you get into cooking
1: well like, i feel like i've had to just for like all the videos we've done there are a lot of diet changes i have to make um based are, on what i'm training for
0: are there don't you like you eat pretty clean like a so, what what specifically do you have to change?
1: So sometimes for some of the challenges, I have to eat like a lot more, or a lot less, or you know, far more protein than carbs. But really, for yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. So it it, it almost can be like training for a fight, because yeah. like the the mixed martial artists, right, will change their diet a bit. Like they'll maybe in between fight camps, as I battle with my hair, I don't know what it's doing. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. Every I challenge, you. I usually change my diet in some way.
0: Have you tried like the different like keto, paleo, or is it just kind of like eat more protein or don't d- yeah, do this? And, okay. I
1: think some of those things are a little gimmicky, if I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, and I think like, every, you know, everyone says it, but you have to find what works best for you. So within the context of things, like, I, I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever been like, you've got to go keto for this situation. Uh huh. I, but typically it's like, okay, I'm going to be doing a lot more cardio for this challenge. So I'm going to have to probably, you know, make a lot more rice or pasta or something because that's, I'm going to be burning so many calories. I see. Um, whereas for some challenges, the workouts are far shorter. So it's more about like, okay, I'm going to increase my protein and vegetables here. I got you. Yeah.
0: Uh, I remember the, like we've discussed this kind of the, the origin story of all this, um, Mm -hmm. and the challenge accepted and everything, um, you were at Buzzfeed, so you were, I I don't remember exactly, I'm not sure if we spoke about like exactly when you, when you were working there, but were you working when it was, like, brand new? Because, like, I remember when BuzzFeed burst on the scene and it was a fascinating new way to consume media. Like, it it was kind of a news org, but it wasn't because it had a lot of lifestyle stuff and and they did things a bit differently. You know, the the quizzes was a a big factor. So how did you, like, when you got in, was it super exciting to be part of, uh, like, a a company that was involved in media slash news and, and the whole kind of, cause it was so, it was such a new sort of concept, right. In, in terms of the, the, like, well, take me through all that and then how you left. And then ultimately you were also a professional cyclist. how did you go from riding <laughs> professional bikes to, to, to this, right? So how did all yeah. that go?
1: So. Growing up and then through college, I feel like I always had this pipe dream of being in entertainment, but mm-hmm. I never felt like there was a strategic path to get there. It felt like all the stories I heard were I started out as so-and-so's assistant and then I got a, yeah. a lucky break and kind your, of thing.
0: Your family is entertainment or no. No,
1: not at no. all. My my family's in science.
0: Uh huh. Like medicine research. Yeah,
1: my dad is in medicine. My grandfather was a biology professor. So I. <laughs>
0: how how was that received that you wanted to go into entertainment? You know. <laughs> was it negative? Was it like uh, or was it? More... I think
1: it was more like uh, what is your plan? Okay. You know, okay. What okay, are I see. you going to do?
0: Yeah. That's uh, yeah,
1: because I don't. You know, are you gonna?
0: Yeah, me too. You know,
1: just move out without a plan and. And just living... go to LA, just go to LA yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. And I feel like that's romanticized a lot yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of the success stories we hear are I moved to LA, I was yep. a waiter, and two weeks later, I was a series regular on Friends, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. um And I just knew, like, for, for me, I've never, I don't really feel like I've experienced too much luck. I feel like a lot of the things that have come to me have come from like, you know, not, not just like, I, I don't know how, what I'm trying to say, but I feel like anything I've ever wanted, I've had to work my ass off to get. So I, with that, like methodology, I was like, you know what, I need to find some sort of path in, in here. And at the time, Buzzfeed was like a, a new emerging company where you could have a job, a salary job, Mm -hmm. but be talent and work on a YouTube channel. And it was completely different from, you know, I'm going to just take the next two months and see if I I can go viral on YouTube, which of course works for a lot of people. Right. Um, But I was like, I just don't think that's going to work for me because I'm very procedural. I want to learn like, what is the path to success? What are the steps I need to take? And BuzzFeed offered that. So I applied and got accepted to become an intern there and i moved and worked there and i was there for a few years just sort of like learning everything that it takes to make a video go viral and there they it was sort of like graduate school for youtube it was crazy getting to learn all all the things we did
0: how did they know it though did they have youtube insiders or
1: i don't think so the the crazy thing about buzzfeed was that we were putting out so much content we were just testing constantly. Like, mm-hmm. put out anything. Oh, that went viral. Why did it go viral? Let's figure that that out. But because unlike, you know, when you do it by yourself, you're the one doing everything and you, maybe you only get one video out a week that you can get feedback on. Here at BuzzFeed, we were putting out like 50 videos a week.
0: I remember that. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Were so, they the ones that invented Tasty?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That that hit Facebook. Facebook was really big. hmm When... Are we two years apart or three? I'm 25. 25 and... Th- I'm
1: 29.
0: We're four years apart. Oh. Okay, so Facebook was big when I was, like, 12 to 16, 12 oh, to that's 17. that's so weird. <laughs> so, like, Facebook was the big one, and, uh, like... I I had a MySpace for like eight months or something, and then like that immediately fell off, and Facebook kind of took over. So I remember on Facebook we started seeing videos when we were writing on each other's walls about tasty and uh, and the cooking stuff. So so you got you got the you, you got the BuzzFeed thing, and um, I remember it was very common to make the the leaving BuzzFeed videos. Was that? Uh huh. And <laughs> was that like supposed to be tongue in cheek, or was it supposed to be just? Uh, like a last gasp, you know, like oh, I'm I'm leaving, but I'm still gonna put out a, a fun video, and it'll be like tradition.
1: Well, I I think that it began because back in the beginning, we weren't really credited on the videos for the work that we were doing. So anytime people grew a following, it was because people would like research oh who is the person in this video Um. Uh, then follow them so there were a lot of barriers to like transitioning your own audience over and when you left the company there wasn't like a formal way to share with the BuzzFeed community hey I'm doing my own thing now follow me over here Yep. and so people started making these videos I guess some people did it because Uh, you know a variety of reasons people want to share their truth which is great you know not Mm -hmm. everyone has a positive experience there certainly I had my own ups and downs for me I was just kind of like okay I know people will click on this video Mm -hmm. what's the craziest thing I could do so I decided to make it like a movie trailer with a with like fights like a cinematic movie trailer (laughs) with fight scenes and it like tells the story of like I'm finally leaving to do my own thing. And I was like, that's just really fun. And people are going to click on it and be surprised when it's not a tea video. It's it's sort of like a self-aware thing. Because my goal at the time and now was to be in like an action movie. And I was like, hell, if people are definitely going to click on this, may as well show them my skills, I guess. So I like got a stunt team to design a fight scene, and we filmed this whole trailer, and it was super, super fun. And I had way more fun doing that than I think I would have spilling all the tea, personally for me. That said, you know, there's stuff I would have changed about my experience for sure.
0: (laughs) Where is cycling in this timeline? Is it after? So
1: when I graduated, I got signed to a professional cycling team kind of at the same time I started my job at ad, BuzzFeed. At
0: BuzzFeed, oh.
1: Yeah. Um, casual, because casual. When, <laughs> when I started the job, I didn't know like how long it would be because originally it was like a three month contract and then you're reevaluated for, for an extension mm-hmm. until you get full time. And I was like, well- God,
0: that sucks. Oh my, oh yeah. wow. Uh, no, it's great. Uh, please don't sue me. <laughs> okay I see that's not very stable
1: and I had found a lot of you know success in cycling and I really enjoyed it I love I loved riding my bike (laughs) and so I thought why can't I have the best of both worlds and I'll do both so that was a very stressful time but I pretty much was waking up 5 a.m training for a few hours go to work until 5 30 come home go to the gym eat go to sleep do it all over again and then on friday nights i would finish work drive to the airport fly somewhere race all weekend fly back do it all over again
0: <laughs> how, most people don't go from riding a bike for fun to like professional cycling so how how did that happen like were you a triathlon Uh, i mean a triathlete or like did you cycle your whole life or no
1: absolutely not i had no cardiovascular background a lot of people come from like running track or something i was awful um the way (laughs) it happened for me was during college i came to los angeles for an internship Mm -hmm. and i didn't have any friends but i saw people riding bikes and I was like, okay, maybe if I get a bike, I could like join a training group and um, exercise, and that'll uh-huh. be a fun social activity. And I didn't have any friends, so I just kept going all the time.
0: Wait, so you and got th- the bike and still had no friends?
1: Well, I had bike friends, but like, I meant oh, outside oh. of that. Oh, well, so th- easy. Th- 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 yeah, yeah, I had friends. Got I had
0: some friends. friends, there you go. I got some
1: friends. I was um, like, geez,
0: what an investment. <laughs> I'm going to buy this bike and I'm still not going to have any friends. <laughs>
1: I got a pretty cheap bike but and I just kept going and I fell in love with seeing different sites like I love the feeling of like finishing an 80 mile ride and then just like eating like a ton of food and in you know seeing all the different parts of the mountains in LA getting out of the city like the view from the top of the Santa Monica mountains looking down at the ocean like I truly think that nothing compares to that. Not that, you know, anything's better or worse, but that is a very specific, unique feeling that I believe can only be had if you're a runner or a cyclist in in nature. And it was just so fun. Like I felt like I was seeing Los Angeles in a completely different way than most people do. Most people only see the city, but I was seeing like the tall mountains, just like going to all these cool places. I mean, it is a mode of transportation, so it was really fun. And then just naturally I, I got good at it and I'm competitive. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll join the cycling team when I get back to Dartmouth. And I did. And because I had been training in California all winter instead of on the East Coast, I started winning races and I went to nationals. And um, yeah
0: that is crazy most, peop- <laughs> most people who win a nationals do it their whole life so <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you, you you picked it up on an internship that's fascinating yeah. well
1: I guess like all of my challenges are sort of rooted in that love of let's just go hard and fast at this thing let's just go 100 miles an hour right out the gate
0: <laughs> have you ever like d- and you never got injured like You never,
1: I'm literally knocking on wood right now.
0: That's great. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. No, I
1: did. I did. I had a really bad crash right before nationals, my senior year, actually. Um, I was on a training ride and we were going very fast down like a small, like kind of dirt road Mm -hmm. and I hit a pothole and skidded all across the road at like 30 miles an hour. Um, because it was like on a downhill. I lost all the skin on my arm. Oh. Yeah.
0: That is, I (laughs) thought you were knocking on wood because you never got injured. No, I'm knocking
1: on wood because I I don't ever want anything like that to happen again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, listen, I, uh, I fell in 11th grade in gym class and I got AstroTurf burn on my knee. Uh, Oh yeah. I I couldn't walk straight for two weeks, so I cannot imagine.
1: Yeah, I still have a scar from it. I don't know if you can see it in the camera i can't I feel like i can't aim it the right way but like mm. this whole dark mark here and then wow. i on my shoulder too
0: yeah and you trust can, and me you... you
1: don't want to see what is underneath your epidermis yeah, yeah yeah
0: no 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 i my skin was like four different colors on my knee and mm-hmm. i i went home and i put an alcohol wipe on it oh <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh i just feel it, that pain i feel I was,
0: it yeah i was like i was like 15 16. I, I didn't i didn't realize what i was about to do it it didn't feel good no Let's put it this way um yeah. it probably disinfected it but it, it it didn't feel great and uh and then you 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 stopped right because uh you can't it's not you can't really do it long term as a career right. right you you were saying that didn't you have to buy your own bikes or something?
1: Well, so the team provides the bikes, but what happened with me was my contract ended and like a week after it ended, someone broke into my apartment and stole all my bikes. And it was just a few months before I had, I eventually left my job. And at that time I was like, I, I can't afford a freaking, you know, I think my bikes were valued at 8,000 to 10,000 each.
0: Yeah, that, that blows my That's mind. It's gifted though.
1: by the sponsor, you know?
0: That's so, crazy a lot me. of
1: times, what professional psych, female cyclists do, because we're not paid as much as the male counterparts, is that at the end of the season, you sell your bike and you get, you know, 10 grand, like anywhere from five to 10 grand in your pocket. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice way to end the season. Um, and you have money and then your sponsor will get you a new bike. But I lost mine and I didn't have another contract lined up because professional cycling is really hard (laughs) and I didn't have any impressive race results from my pro year. Um, so I didn't get re-signed or anything. And at that point I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am, I'm going to use my fitness after a year of pro cycling and put it into the other things. So that's when I decided to leave, start my own channel and just really apply that physical ability in other arenas
0: do you remember the the day that challenge accepted was born
1: oh my god um i don't (laughs) i feel like i should that's a really important milestone in my life i don't i don't remember
0: well was no clue (laughs) but when when you first started was it different physical challenges that you were going to take on with like cinematic Uh, effect? Like, what was the first concept for the channel?
1: So, the first concept that we did was I was training, like, different superheroes. So, I, like, trained with Spider-Man stunt double for six weeks. And then we would shoot a little short film where I played Spider-Man and Mm. did the stunts and everything. And that was amazing. We we, um, were nominated for the streamies for that, which was really cool. Um, And then it sort of evolved into just trying lots of different things, because at a certain point, um... All of the superheroes sort of overlap.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like,
1: okay, this one does uh this one does martial arts. Okay, this one does martial arts. Also okay, this one <laughs> could
0: be hard to imitate Iron Man.
1: Right. Cause like people are like, train like Wonder Woman. I'm like, Wonder Woman is entirely CG. Entirely. Yeah. Even the lasso. Like, what do you want me to do?
0: <laughs> Just use a lasso, like like right? tie tie people what? up with a lasso. <laughs>
1: Well, I actually did look into that. I thought about I was gonna train with a cowboy, cow,
0: cow hurt yeah, and literally
1: learn how to that's lasso. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, actually, yeah, that'd be fascinating. Would yeah. you do? Would you do bullfighting, or is that like abusing animals? No, that's not. I,
1: well, that was just
0: scary. Oh, scary! Yeah, yeah.
1: And and the animal stuff for sure.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> you you you, both. You got to think about that stuff, right? You got to think about well, that's actually they're very inhumane with the mm-hmm. bulls like all right yep very true yes there are
1: definitely things that i would not do mm. ever that i think um like from a safety perspective right. are too far for me
0: yep that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense inclusive
1: uh... of bullfighting
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i i we were just
1: that's the beauty of
0: the podcast that's like the one thing that i thought of what's what what are some of the next ones i don't know if you can do you ever leak leak or do you just record and then yeah i don't care okay um
1: so upcoming we have the video where i went to paramedic academy that one is going to be really crazy because so for that video i did an overnight shift with a real paramedic team where i went on real calls with them. Like we were woken up in the middle of the night, had to hop in the ambulance, everything. That was crazy. And then at what, the end,
0: what if that night there were no calls?
1: That was a concern. Oh, okay. okay. We were like but, what, what happens if nothing happens now? Obviously if no one's calling nine one, one, that's a great thing. That is a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That's true. But, uh, we planned like a couple, we, I think we had, we had one night and then we had a second night buffer just in okay. case we're like, Oh, if we want to go back, um, We ended up going on some crazy calls. And then for the end, they, uh, they put together for, for my final challenge. This is actually crazy. They crashed two cars together. Had a, they have this actor who's wearing this special thing called a cut suit that operates like the human body. Like Mm -hmm. you can cut it open and see like fake organs. You can like give it a cricothyromity. It has like a heartbeat, everything. It's crazy. Um, and so they like had somebody in there and I had to go rescue them. You should watch the video because it's really, really good. I yeah. Oh my God. I watched the edit yesterday and I cried three times watching it. It's so good.
0: <laughs> I don't cry <laughs> watching my own videos. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe at like how I look or how my hair looks. Because um, there's th- some
1: really impactful stuff in there. Like we, we go on a call for um, a drug overdose. We go on a call for um, suicidal ideation. We went on a COVID positive call, like <laughs> everything that has occurred in Not the past lie, year and a half. Of all those nuts. things,
0: the COVID positive one is probably the best. That's uh, considering the other ones seem pretty grim. Um,
1: yeah.
0: never thought I would, never thought I would say that. Um, they yeah, were that's... all,
1: they were all awful and you know, very, very eye opening how... and inspiring.
0: But how, how could you film? Did you, you only had to film yourself cause you like, can't film the patient, right? You can't. It's yeah, so, very tricky.
1: So what we, what we did for, cause obviously we had a, a ton of meetings. Cause I was like, I want to experience the real thing. And, mm-hmm. and to be clear, doing a ride along in an ambulance is, is common practice. Training paramedics do it. Sometimes journalists do it. It's, it's like a normal thing. So that's allowed. Um, but obviously patient safety, security, their treatment was number one priority. So what we did was we had an entire protocol when we arrived on scene to protect the patient's identity, um, but also that we could like film the paramedics doing what they're doing. So you never hear or see the patient talk. Everything okay. is is blurred and it's more focused on like, so on that call, this is what happened and here's the treatment we we decided to take. So it's far more, it's entirely focused on the paramedics position than it is on the patient because that was right. really, really important to us. Not just like from a legal perspective, like HIPAA, but also ethically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, I had a place once we arrived on scene, I would get out of the way mm. to make sure people are receiving the top level healthcare they should receive.
0: Yeah, you, you jamming a needle into someone uh, m- might uh, result in a lawsuit um, or two.
1: Yeah, um, I, I did take someone's um, heart rate.
0: Oh, my God, so I thought have, you were about to say blood. Helpful? I was like, oh,
1: no, I No, dude! Um, yeah, they they gave me, they're like, okay, here are some things you can do to help okay, to interact okay. with the patient. So I, I did those things, um, which is very yeah. intense when you're dealing with a live patient.
0: Yeah, that's...
1: Having the worst day of their life.
0: Or second or third. Yeah. But uh, definitely, I, I've never...
1: You never call 911 on a good day. <laughs>
0: No, no, definitely not. Uh, definitely not. Yeah, I've... Well, I've called 911 three times? Four times really? in my life. Uh, once I was uh, once I was seven, and I, I, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. They just showed up at the house. I was one of those kids. I was like, what happens if I do this? Um, every time <laughs> oh, I've called no. the cops in my life, nothing's happened. Like, they show up, and every time it's, like, a, you know, like, burglary. Like, I have stuff stolen or whatever. Um, I think once I called the police... Someone was reckless driving on the highway. So, um... Just being terrible, endangering people. Uh, that was... That one was actually pretty cool, because... Someone... (laughs) Like, some asshole was in a sports car, uh... Brake-checking people on the highway. And then speeding away. And, for those that don't know, that's when you accelerate quickly, get in front of a car and hit the brakes so that... You screw with them, and if they hit you, then they're... Like theoretically li- legally li-
1: liable yeah.
0: theoretically they're liable cuz they hit you and it looks like they they didn't slow down so i called the cops uh while we were driving and all of a sudden i hear like a car was just like a couple like couple hundred feet behind us just on the highway and it was an undercover and it was like and they just and it just drove forward super fast i don't know if they caught him but i was like wow that was pretty cool it's crazy um but paramedics yeah luckily uh luckily not i um I think, I think my family uh, has always tried to drive themselves to the hospital because ambulance, <laughs> ambulances cost a lot of money in this country. Yes, um, they do. Yeah, my mom, uh, when she was pregnant with my little brother, had like an emergency like two months into the pregnancy. Like They went to the hospital. They did not take an ambulance. That's the stuff you got to think about in the States, which is crazy. I know. Um, yeah, that's... Uh,
1: so we I'm have excited. that
0: one. Oh, yeah, that was one. Well, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else?
1: Uh, I did a video where I l- attempted to learn a backflip in 24 hours. Yo, so I was like, that's that cool. Scary.
0: That is terrifying. Did yeah. You? Did you learn but it? You
1: got to watch the video.
0: Okay. True, 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 true.
1: <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there
0: a launch date? Because this this episode will air the second week of September. So
1: that should hopefully be around when the chess video comes out. Maybe we can time it together.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: And obviously this conversation you know what I'm going to do it I just got to get on and play a rated game
0: Don't do it now. I don't want to be I don't want to be here live <laughs> if you if you if you win that's hype but I'm I'm also <laughs> equally terrified. What if you get to 999?
1: Then I'm literally calling my friend Christina who's like 400. <laughs> We're going to play one game and I'm going to get one point.
0: Oh my god. That's dude, I'm cha-
1: not risking this shit, me. I've come too far. They're going to hate
0: you, dude. They're going to hate I you. I know.
1: Okay, fine. I won't do that. I better not. If we get 999, I'm calling you. It'll be like, <laughs> like, live hotline on Twitch. Zoom call levy. Levy!
0: <laughs> I'm 999. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. I'm gonna
1: 911 levy.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, okay, so there's, the, there's, this, okay, can you, is there a third one?
1: Third one. Okay, chess. Paramedic. Oh, oh my god, yeah. A really big one that I did this summer was so i um i wanted so i've been trying to do these videos where it's like okay we're gonna do a video where we just shoot it in a day and it's over yay like easier lift like
0: rock climbing like that one that was
1: that one was two weeks
0: what really yeah oh jesus you made it look so simple
1: <laughs> okay well I no it was only one week so i had like two days of training and then we shot it the final challenge.
0: Mm.
1: So three days. I don't know why I said that. Okay. It's that one was three days, but this one, like I was literally like, I want to do a video where I can just shoot it in a day and it's a great video. It's over. So I was this other YouTuber named Austin Alexander reached out to me. He does like military content. Mm -hmm. He's like, Hey, have you ever thought about trying the Navy seal physical screening test? And it's a, it's a simple test. You have to like, swim, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and then a timed run. And I was like, oh my God, this is a great video idea. Mm-hmm. People would probably love to see me attempt this and we can get it done in a day, easy. So we go, we shoot the video and I failed the test. Hardcore failed, like like, fail, 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 failed the test. Um, I passed like a couple of the events, but then I failed the pull-ups and the run. And I just ended the day, and okay, this is this is the chess video coming back. I was like, you know how I was like, I'm not happy with my performance in pockstreams. I was like, I cannot fucking release this video. <laughs> I was like, and not because I'm embarrassed by it, but I was just like, and not because I'm embarrassed by it, but because I was just like, what am I doing? Like, the, the, these videos, they're about like you go in, you put 104 percent in, and then you see results. That's what it's gonna be. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm training for this. So then Austin designed me a plan and I trained for 15 weeks, swimming, pushups, sit-ups, <sighs> pull-ups, five days a week.
0: What do you have to do? What is the test?
1: So the test, it's a 500 meter swim that you have to do in under 12 minutes.
0: What, how much is 500 meters swimming? Uh, Olympic pool, like how many laps?
1: Yeah, like I think if it's an Olympic pool, it's five laps. And if it's a, I, I, I have the math wrong. We did it correctly in the video, just for everyone okay. who learning. Whor- yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's its a pretty good distance. Um, and then you have to do at least 50 push-ups unbroken in a row in under two minutes, <laughs> and that's the minimum. <laughs> you have to do at least 50 sit-ups in a very like specific yeah. uh, technique under two minutes. <sighs> Then you have to do ten pull ups, no rest, unbroken, chin fully above the bar.
0: That that's the one I'd get the closest. I could do like seven. That's,
1: a, that's <laughs> the that's one I failed. I only got four.
0: I saw you. I, I, I was time. surprised because you're always uploading workout stuff and then all of a sudden it was like only pull ups. I'm like, what you, why would why would you do yourself? That's what you were uh, yeah, And then yeah, that makes the
1: sense. run is you have to run a mile and a half. So mile and a half run in less than 10 and a half minutes. Oh! So that's sub seven pace.
0: I would vomit. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I, crazy. I recently only hit a little bit of a stride in long distance running, uh, doing loops around the neighborhood. And I finished my first loop. and. Yeah, like, I did my loop, and I'm like, wait, I'm feeling, I'm feeling awesome. I'm going to keep going. And I did the second loop. By the second loop, I was, like, very tired. But I swore I ran, like, five miles. I felt so good. I opened my app, 3.75. It's <laughs> like, what? I
1: know the feeling. I know um, the feeling. So yeah. now
0: I know that that loop that I did was, like, 1.86, like, 1.87, depending on which turns I take. And... Um, yeah, the most recent time I did one loop, but I, I did like a nine minute pace. I just mm-hmm. a seven minute pace is disgusting that oh God. But I'm sure, like with everything, the more consistent you are, the easier it gets. So
1: yeah, and it was awful in the beginning because I was like, you know, coming out of lockdown and everything, I was like, I feel like I, I should have been able to pass this thing. Um, but I've never been good at pull-ups, really. So that was what I had to work on the most, and then getting my cardio back in a place where I could beat the run. Did you beat it? Well, I'm not going gonna, gonna to watch the video. Right,
0: no, I, but, like, if you were to just run, if you were to just go to the gym and run, you can run, like, a consistent, like, eight pace, sub-eight pace? Or...
1: I could... I, I could beat the run. Nah,
0: I got you. Having have wow. the train.
1: <laughs>
0: Are you in, um... Are you in the best shape of your life because of all of this? Like, because of all the training that you do? Strength, like...
1: My body and fitness change all the time. Because when I finish a challenge, you know, I -hmm. start... I'm not going to use the word decline, but, like, I start losing some of that fitness ability. Because I usually, once I finish a big physical challenge, I take a week off. Like, nothing. No exercise. I'm still working and editing stuff, but... No exercise except bare minimum. Um, and then obviously we have a celebratory week of dinners. <laughs> <laughs> so things sort of, you know, I would say my body changes all the time. Interesting. But I, I'm i always in the best shape like the two weeks leading up to any final challenge is when I'm in like the best.
0: It- the the sport i follow like the closest is basketball but the second one is mixed martial arts and it it, it is kind of similar like the fight's over so in the next like few months or whatever you (laughs) well fighters will like balloon in size because they also cut tons of weight to make but it's not like crazy uh yeah that that's nice what do you do you have like a go-to celebratory meal and dessert or like routine Mm. what's the what is it like I like to...
1: I just like to go to a nice restaurant.
0: Okay. You do, like, a new one every time, or you have, like, a consistent one?
1: It's a different one.
0: Yeah, I, I like doing that. Like, I f- I'm, I'm very much like that with movies, books. Like, if I do it once, I'm like, hey, that was good. I don't need it. Right. I don't need it a second time, um, particularly for the fancy ones. But if I'm, like, just yeah. quickly hungry, then...
1: But I also think that something I, I do differently is that I think there's a, you know... A, I used to have a mindset, for example, when I was doing cycling that, you know, when I'm in my training, I'm not veering off the diet. I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm super strict. And that actually ended up working severely against me. So a lot of times in my videos, I know we were talking about like changing diet and whatnot, but also I'm still also eating the things that I like to eat and, um, you know, having dessert Because if you're burning that many calories and your body's under that much stress, I think it's important to eat what you want to. (laughs) So, um,
0: good for mental health, I would imagine not to like starve yourself of things you like.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's just fun. I want, I've learned that like you're, if it's not fun, you're not like, it's, it's just going to be impossible to accomplish anything. You have to have it be fun
0: oh man i can really use that advice from my grandmaster journey yeah i always say i hate classical chess and i hate like the five six hour games and even on past episodes of this podcast i've been like i hate the whole I don't know if I'm gonna be a GM, man. Like, I'm. Is the only
1: way to become a GM by winning classical games at tournaments? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you can't. You can't do it through Dude, speed games. No. I yeah, mean, so do I'm, it. Like... <laughs> I'm playing in a in a in a. I'm gonna try to play a tournament a month. So I'm playing a tournament in the beginning of September, which is called a closed event, like a round robin. So I know all my opponents beforehand because they have to meet certain criteria to run those events. Uh, and I am the weakest player by 70 points. So everyone is 70 points or higher rated above me. So you have
1: nothing to lose. That's
0: That's actually a great
1: position to be in. That is
0: a good way of thinking about it. I I don't actually think there's 70 points or more in terms of strength, but definitely uh, I I lost a lot of ratings since I became an international master. So yeah, I think about it like I have nothing to lose, but at the same time, it's sort of like a bit of a golden ticket because I should be what rating they are. I just slacked and didn't study didn't care as much about tournaments and
1: well let's um, change that mindset you were doing other things in your life you were having experiences that i bet none of those people have had that's running an incredibly successful youtube channel and twitch channel
0: I can't say that you ha- like people have to say that about it. I can't be like, I'm running a very successful. So I, I have well, to you just
1: did. You got to acknowledge it, man. You have it's, to. It's true. So you it's... weren't. You have not been slacking. I, that's a Don't tell, say that about yourself.
0: You know what I decided to do? Like in, in, in the chess world, there is a, a very high price on your preparation, like your opening preparation. I've just been recording myself playing training games against an anonymous individual. And every week I've actually leaked lines that i've been working on but i've my my logic is that i'm leaking so many different lines it's not
1: (laughs) they won't know what to expect
0: yeah and it kind of helps because every week i need to like even today i'm playing a training game in, in an hour uh so i have to like do a little prep on my opponent's openings and then and then come up with something that will surprise them and get me hopefully in an advantageous situation so um i never thought about doing that and then people love that and they also love the recaps so i'm like you know what whatever screw it i'll um I'll do it, and people people are excited. And actually, that was I was always planning to kind of sign off on like asking you this question. Uh, so that's a good way to like segue. Um, like I said, I get a lot of support from my community. Like I noticed my engagement in terms of the comments. We frequently will have four or five times more than the average amount of comments on a YouTube video. Like for chess, like we'll easily cross a thousand people making inside jokes from video to video from you know, something I said a month ago or whatever. And I understood that engagement is super important. So I'll like jump into my comments and pin like hateful comments because I think they're hilarious. Yes. Um, but there's also the element of like shaping the. I don't know how exactly to describe it. I guess I would, I want to use the word inspire, but I I don't want to use it about myself. Like you're much more inspirational, but people do get inspired from my content and they do come to me as a consistent source of like chess education and entertainment. But what's like your whole mindset in terms of just engaging with the audience, like you engage with all sorts of people. I I mean, I see you like all the time, you know, getting feedback from folks. is, does that just come naturally? And one more thing I was curious about, like your viewer demographic, are you inspiring more like young women or is it a split? Like I'll tell you I'm 97% male, cause it's chess, <laughs> um, or 96% now. But uh, yeah. so I have to think about stuff like this. I try to like shape views on the gender gap or the way that men would treat women. Cause I'm speaking much more to men. So um, stuff like that. I'm just curious. How much of your thought process goes into like making the awesome content but also the inspiring the people the viewers and everything
1: yeah well my audience is primarily women 18 20s 18 to 24 ish um and i think when i started my youtube channel one of the things i've always said to myself was all i want to do well this isn't all i want to do but the goal mm-hmm. the true goal is to inspire one person with this video I'm uploading. If they could just change their lifestyle in one small way, to do something more positive, whether it is, you know, oh today I am gonna go outside and get active, or today I, um, you know, am gonna do one positive thing towards this big goal that I have because I've been inspired by this video. That to me is the biggest measure of success far more than the views or the likes or the comments. Obviously those have to matter at a certain point because you have to keep things sustainable. So they definitely do matter to me. But that is the part that gets me most excited is when people message like, Hey, I, I began this journey today, or I've been consistent with this practice. I've been always wanting to do because I saw this video. That for me is, is what gets me most inspired. And of course I have a special place in my heart for women and women of color, because that's how I identify. And if I can inspire more people from those communities to, to be, to be the superhero they can be, that would be really awesome because I didn't even really go out with the intention on the channel of, you know, helping more people who are like me, see themselves as strong and capable. And it wasn't until we were several videos in that I was like, I, I don't know another firefighter that's an f- Indian female. I don't know another like FBI agent who comes from the background that I do. And not that those are like necessarily professions everyone needs to explore, but I think it's really important for people to see themselves in that way. Or even the superhero series that we did showing myself as a Indian woman playing Spider-Man, playing Black Widow, playing all of these heroic characters. I want other people to feel that way too. And it also really hit me, one day I was at this bike race and I looked around and I was like, I've never seen another Indian cyclist, period. I've never seen anyone even with my skin tone at any of my races, male or female. i I didn't even realize back then the level of impact that just showing up has
0: i respect that i am always mildly intimidated in moments like this because (laughs) i i don't know if i have that much of a profound impact or if i'm that much of a trailblazer um so i
1: have certainly inspired me I, what? Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, this is the longest I've ever committed to any challenge. Mental, physical, emotionally.
0: Oh, yeah. you meant you meant chess, the video. I thought you meant this podcast for half a second. I was like, hold on a minute. Wait, what? I thought you were like, uh, wait. No, you... I
1: mean, you've inspired me a lot with my chess journey. And I'm sure literally millions of people can say the same.
0: That—that That is like what, yeah, like f- folks will reach out. I, I, I also... I will echo one thing, definitely. I um, I put out videos uh, as a source of, like, education entertainment, is what I always say, uh, and that whole analogy I made earlier about, like, bridging the difficulty gap in chess uh, is something I, I really like, and the more people playing it, the better, and I've got different ideas for, like, making chess awesome. And I think... When people reach out from spots in life where they're really struggling with their mental health, or like my videos are their side by side partner where they're studying for the bar exam every day until four in the morning in the library, like stuff like that. Like, I've people have reached out that uh, they reconnected a lost relationship with a grandfather over chess, like crazy stuff oh like that. Oh my so, God. Um,
1: so, yeah, you are inspiring people for sure. It's,
0: yeah, I I guess I just sort of, it just comes with the territory. Like, pe- people, they, they use the videos in a way that changes their life for the better, is how I would mm-hmm. describe. I don't yeah. I don't actively think about it just because it's just a 30-minute chess video. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a 30-minute chess video. I try to put my heart and soul in it, and, and it's why I stopped streaming as much because while I can talk about the ROI and the discovery algorithm, I didn't put the best version of myself onto Twitch. You just hit live and you sit there and people in chat write Pepe, whatever, <laughs> different versions of the green frog and you react <laughs> and um, yeah, YouTube is really where you, uh, I felt like I can, even with chess, I can be the, the kind of the, give you the best version of me for that time period and you'll laugh or you'll be like, oh, I never knew that before. And then you go to the comments and people are saying some fun stuff and you can feel like a part of it. Or I've pinned someone who's just totally off their rocker. And uh, that's also great. I pinned a comment earlier today. Um, I uploaded a clip, and the clip is called Why I Use Chess.com Over Lee Chess. And it's me saying, I don't support communism. And then I said, that's a joke, relax. And then it's like, <laughs> and so somebody commented, oh, so the joke is you actually do believe in communism like all good little Jews. And I was Aww. like, what? <laughs> like... And so I pinned it, you know, stuff like that. I... <laughs> I I've never read a comment that was hateful that legitimately hurt my feelings, I don't think. Uh, Or I did a really good job of suppressing it. I I love that stuff. Like, I don't know. That, I guess it comes with the territory. We do need to have some thick skin. And um, when the whole Indonesia thing broke, you were one of the first people I spoke to and... um, so I appreciate that very much. I also felt really bad cause I never followed up. I just sort of went through it and <laughs> I tried to like, like no, I didn't I was,
1: expect you to follow up with I, me.
0: I was like fighting I... a war out there and yeah. I was like, she was the first one to like calm me down and <laughs> tell me it's going to be okay. And yeah, that was yeah. wild, man. wild times.
1: I'm so happy that it, it seems to have worked out though.
0: Oh yeah. You're yeah. all good. Yeah, and uh, Indonesia chess is like massive now. And uh, the 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 woman who played the dong like live at the podcast, Irene, she's doing chess lessons for Indonesian children in Bahasa. So, dude, everybody, everybody made that okay. Everyone grew. Yeah, <laughs> even the cheater. Even the cheater. He. Oh he my did. god. They got paid and. Um, Michelle, uh, this was awesome. I hate. I hate to. I hate to end it here but I do need to prepare for this training game or uh, Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: me too, me too. My big 1000 I game
0: so I be, actually very quickly before before we end. Are you going to record every time you're close to a thousand? You have to hit record and like yeah. because in case you hit it it has to be in, included, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's great, that's wild. So you'll have like the studio and the cameras and Yeah. Yeah, wow. maybe,
1: maybe I'm feeling really revved up after this podcast. I'm like, let's, let's fucking go. All
0: right. Let's get it done. Dude, I mean, all <laughs> my videos recently are named, I will be a grandmaster. So <laughs> different iterations of that. Cause people like to click on those. So, <laughs> um, well, this was awesome. Uh, and I, I have to hit the, I have to hit stop recording at some point. So, uh, <laughs> I appreciated this very much. And I hope this was fun for you. Cause I, I had a blast. It so. was,
1: thank you for having me. Shout out to the Gotham community.
0: As always, if you've made it this far in the episode, I want to thank you for your continued support. If you're in the YouTube video, uh, drop a comment in the comment section if you're listening on any other platform. uh, Just thank you. And as always, if you want to support, I don't have any specific donation links, but I do have a website where I do have chess courses and you're more than welcome to check that out. But I will see you back here in Gotham City with our next guest in our next episode. Take care.